we are both capable of growing a full human so inside weird. us. Oh, she got knocked up. You know, she's pregnant. It's her baby. Um, excuse you. She wouldn't have been able to do that without someone else partaking in. Takes um, two to tango. Takes two to tango. everyone and welcome back to G Thanks, a Spotify original podcast. In today's episode, we talk about the women that inspire us, UTIs and being a boy for a day. Keep listening to hear all the juicy details. Um, Recently, I saw a viral video that some of you may have already seen because it's been around for a, a few years now, I think. Um, it was of a woman's soccer match and one of the girls in the other team was wearing a hijab and it suddenly like slipped off her head. And her hair poked out, which in that culture, you're not supposed to mm. show your hair. It suddenly slipped off her head and her hair poked out while she was playing. She instantly stopped playing to fix up her hijab. But what I thought was really beautiful was that the other girls from the other team had all stopped the game, even though they had the ball to huddle around her and like protect her from view of the stadium while she fixed it. Which I thought was so beautiful. It was one of those like heartfelt moments that you're like, wow. Go women. Yes. Like they, they had the ball, they were winning, but they all stopped the game. All the girls from the other team huddled around her to protect her from view of the audience while she fixed that her That is just hijab. amazing sportsmanship. I feel like you wouldn't yeah. see that in a men's soccer game. Probably not. This is not about bringing men down. This episode is about girl power. And bringing women up. Yes. I also saw a headline from a sports um, article. Do you remember when that woman AFL player, she kicked a ball and she kicked it so high and they got an amazing shot of her kicking in the air. And because of her shorts, they were quite short. Everyone sexualized this image and it was taken down because you could see like, you couldn't even see anything, but her obviously because her leg was kicked up, it was quite um, a front on photo of like her crutch area, but she had shorts on. And it was sexualized and it was disgusting because she's a professional in her profession, which is sport, AFL, mm. doing her job. It was an amazing shot. And people sexualized it just because and she like, had short shorts on. Told her to take it down. Yeah. Oh and the photo was Lord. deleted. Like the sportswoman's name is Taylor Harris. And the photo of her kicking the ball actually got turned into a statue, as it should be, because it was amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I just looked up the photo. And this is amazing. Like she, the, the flexibility, like it's such an it's amazing talent. action shot. It's talent. And when you think about it, you see gymnasts like crotch area all the time yeah, in like action in, like, shots. Underwear. And they're in like leotards. Like, yeah, that that is a bit extra. Yeah, the place that was posted like on Facebook, they took it down. Yeah. Like, and everyone had an uproar. They were like, why? That's sexist and that's rude. And um, it was because of people sexualizing it. And I can't believe they were sexualizing a woman in her professional sport. Yeah. Angers me to my core. Let's talk feminism and what it means to us. What does feminism mean to you, George? Feminism means to me um, just kind of women empowerment in a nutshell. Well, I guess I've never been that um, involved in like political like views and things. But I guess as I get older and, you know, more educated on things, I, I guess I start to be... Value it more. Yeah, value it yeah. more. So for me, feminism means female empowerment and just lifting people up and making sure that like we're also not discriminated against because of our gender. Us as white women, we're both white. <laughs> Very white. <laughs> we, I think, have an advantage there. Um, yes, We definitely. have 
we have a privilege that women of colour don't have and we have a privilege that is, it should be a right. It, it is a human right to have this privilege, but it, it, it's not given to everyone. And even mm. within feminism, there is equality, equality gaps. Yeah, it's really sad and mm. it's hard because we're all fighting for the same rights, but some of us um, are starting from, you know, a... a a lower perspective. Yeah, a lower starting point than others. Yeah. We've got to, we've got to, you know, head up. And I guess that that's like, it's something that I wouldn't have even, th- it just doesn't cross my mind because, yeah, when I see a police, when I see an ambulance, I, I feel safe. But it's something that I take for granted mm. that I feel safe. I, I think it's a bit sad because most of us don't really take into account that it, that's the way it is, that we are lucky because, you know, we just take it as like, it's almost just... It's just the norm. It's just the norm for us. So I guess it's like... It's sad that it's not the norm for all women. Yeah, and it's sad that people forget that. And it's sad that when people say like, oh, you know, you, you should feel safe, it's a cop. It's like, well, you know, you'll never understand. And we will never understand. Yeah, and that's something that we can sympathise with and empathise with, but like but we'll never, never truly understand. understand what it's like to, mm. to be af- afraid of someone who should keep you safe. Yeah. I think another thing with feminism, one thing that really gets my blood boiling is the abortion debate. And I just think that it is just astonishing that men in suits are what make the decision on women's bodies. Mm. They make the decision on how us as women live our lives. Whether to have an abortion or to not changes a woman's life. I understand pro-life people. Um, I personally am pro-choice. Doesn't mean that, say, if I, obviously, I'm only 18, not planning on having a baby, um, but if I were ever to get pregnant, just because I'm pro-choice doesn't mean I would have an abortion. The statistics of women who have abortions, their mental health are actually so declined when they end up having babies. It is not a simple thing. It is not something women want to do. It is something they have to do because either they aren't financially stable, they are an abusive relationship, they were raped. It is a woman's right. It is our body and I cannot believe that men in suits who have power over us are deciding how women will live their lives. And get to decide if we can grow a baby in our tummy for nine months. Yeah. And then push it out. Proceed to have a completely traumatic experience of childbirth that we might not even be ready for. Yeah. In the end, no one really plans to get pregnant or chooses it. It's like, yes, you can be like, hey, we're trying for a baby. But in the long run, it just happens sometimes. Mm. And that's the scariest thing about pregnancy it's like we are both capable of growing a full human inside us it is so strange and we are not mentally mature enough Mm. to even fathom that and it's a scary thing that our body can just do without even us being like hey like i'm ready i'm ready you can do that now it is not terrifying yeah and i think that like some people especially men get it confused and like oh but you know it's their fault they did this no um, it's our body. It's natural. This is how things work. But it's actually your sperm that you yeah. know, did, did the job. But um, and that's another thing. Women get so discriminated against. Oh, she got knocked up. You know, she's pregnant. It's her baby. Um, excuse you. She wouldn't have been able to do that without someone else partaking in. Takes um, two to tango. Takes two to tango. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the shame gets put on women. Um, because they have to carry it, whereas the shame for guys, you can't and, see it. It's not physically there. And what's really messed up is that it's almost like people give them no way out. Mm. Once a woman is pregnant and say they're not of the age that's mostly acceptable or they, they can't, you know... Mentally or financially ready. They're not mentally or financially ready. They also have no way out. It's like if they get an abortion, they'll get judged. If they get pregnant and have a baby, they'll get judged. 
there is no way out. Basically, what we're trying to say is when you're a woman, it's really hard to win. and um, You feel like you can't win. Yeah. Either way. Even though, obviously, we're very lucky. We're, we're privileged white women. But sometimes it's kind of like you either do this and you're shamed or you do the counter, you counteract it and you're still shamed. Mm. Um, and it's kind of like Billie Eilish. You know, she covers up with big baggy clothes and she's called a prude. And then she shows skin and it's the biggest deal in the world and she's called a slut. Or she's completely sexualized. Like yeah. I, I saw a Facebook post of her. She just had a singlet top on. Billie Eilish is quite a, a busty woman. She has she has boobs like most, most women do. Mm. I think personally the media have almost made her feel a, a bit ashamed of mm. it. On I don't know. I can't speak for her. When when she did have this little singlet top on, mind you, if a, if a woman with no boobs wore the same top, it would not be the same. Mm-hmm. No one would react. It would just be a woman with a singlet top on. But because Billy has boobs, everyone over like reacted like, oh, she's got a good rack on her. Look at that rack. Like she's been hiding this all this time. And it's like she was just smiling with a fan for a photo. And it is a bit, it's a little bit sad that this stuff and, um, happens. I think that why she covered up from the start was that she said, I don't want people to know every single thing about me. And I love that about her. That yeah. is why I love her is that she's very private down to earth. The way she perceives herself and doesn't, doesn't let the media and her fame get to her in a way that is so easy to get mm. to when you're famous these days. It is just so admirable. And I think what people sometimes get confused with, and even women, is the difference between a compliment and like almost harassing. I, I think some people completely get confused or, or they, they take some things the wrong way. There's a difference between saying like, say catcalling a woman in the street when you don't know them at all because they've got a bikini on. You should smile more. You should smile more. Like completely catcalling, like look at that ass. Like there's a completely different approach than saying, like you should then, smile more and you look beautiful when you smile or, or just coming up to her and saying hey you look beautiful today i think that some some men don't understand that that they'll be like what i was just complimenting her no you're no. making her feel quite uncomfortable you're objectifying and, her uh, and <laughs> unsafe and speaking about Billie eilish she was also up until recently as well as me a minor and mm. people were still sexualizing her and it is just disgusting and yeah. i remember that when she turned 18 there was memes going around the internet like, oh, Billie Eilish is 18. What's going to be the most searched um, category on Pornhub? It was just disgusting. What? Yep, it was disgusting. And I, I'm just like, she's still a child. I'm still a child. Like, I'm 18, yeah, but I'm a kid. Like, mm. I would never want anyone to think of me like that. And it's disgusting that people did. And it, and it would just be so hard to it, be in the public light like that. It would be. Like, Emma Watson, who's also in the public light, and she is a very big advocate for feminism. She actually told this story that um, on her 18th birthday, so she was freshly 18th, she had walked out of her house and I guess the paparazzi knew about this, that she'd just turned 18. She'd walked out of her house and she had no idea they were there. They laid down on the ground with the cameras up her skirt and they took photos. They, oh they literally God. took photos up her skirt. She had just turned 18 and... I don't know how, like, she explained this without kind of getting... Well, just getting so infuriated, but she was so mature about it. She was like, this is unfortunately the way it is. 
and we need to change this. I would have stomped on their cameras. I don't know how she managed that. If that was me, I would just feel so invaded. It's say if a, if a woman did that to a man, it still wouldn't be right. It's it's not right. I don't know. In what world did they think that was okay? In That's what, what I want to know. What like, world did they think, okay, I'm going to lie on the ground well, and take a picture of a skirt? And apparently their excuse was, well, you're 18 now. So? So I still have rights over my body. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> something that really upset me a couple of weeks ago was the whole Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio um, situation. Mm. Charlie herself is 16. She is a minor. And people were telling her to kill herself over just having a goal, having an aspiration of wanting mm. 100 million. And yeah, like, obviously, it's a lot of people. And some, and some people may look at it like, oh, come on, like, that's a lot. But seriously, cancelling someone, telling them to kill themselves? Mm. She's a minor. Do you actually know how much damage that could actually do? But also... Like, can you have some kind of like perception, perception of of this kid has gotten what ninety five, ninety eight? I don't know what it is now. Million followers in a year. That has never happened in history of like any social media platform. That just doesn't happen. She would have unrealistic goals that most people wouldn't have, but because of her growth rate she's just thinking of it as a number and not actually that many people she's just thinking of it like oh hey that'd be really cool if I hit 100 million after 1 million like because that'd be even numbers yeah like that'd be kind of funny she wasn't at all saying she's ungrateful she was just saying like that would be insane if I did that and how how is that wrong of her to have a goal that like a lot of people probably wouldn't have in my opinion that is complete and utter jealousy of, of other people Young people like wanting to tear her down about the smallest things. She has done nothing wrong. She mm-hmm. is a, a young girl who may say a few things that like may sound ungrateful, but what teenage girl yeah. doesn't? Yeah. You know, their life is recorded and put out there for everyone to mm-hmm. see. You know, I, I'm not speaking to people listening to this because I know most of our viewers are lovely people, but. You know, your life isn't recorded and put out there for people to judge. If it was, you would probably be like cancelled or yeah. or people would have a lot to say about you. But the the privilege that we have is that we can choose what's out there. Mm. We can choose what we put out there. They we can't always it. choose that. Yeah. They don't always know what people are going to say about them. Mm. Like Dixie, for God's sake, spit out, spat out a snail. Because she didn't like the taste of a snail. I, I would like the taste no, of a snail. I, think I would do the exact same thing. She was just acting like a teenager. She was being a teenager. She was literally just, and apparently the whole the chef thought it was hilarious too. He cooked her snails because she he knew she wouldn't like them. And people were telling her to kill herself. It's okay to have preferences. Like. Yeah. We're allowed to, like, not like some things. If you don't like freaking oysters, no one's going to force them down your throat. And mm-hmm. I think it was awful that people said she was so ungrateful for just not wanting to eat a snail that is slimy and gross and personally and would never want to eat. What's, like, baffles me is that a lot of people that were saying these things were, like, either twice their age, just grown-ups. It's like, get a hobby. Get an actual hobby. Yeah. Like, why are you bullying kids online? Yeah. So we know why this happened. It's because Charlie and Dixie are teenage girls. Because let's just hypothetically say that there was allegedly someone who had sexual relations with a minor and mm. this guy was a very famous TikToker. And still yet, is. Because, yeah, you know. still has a platform because he gave a shitty apology and people are okay with that. People apparently. just accepted that apology. And these are the type of people that you just know they're going to do it again because they feel like they can get away with it. They feel like they could actually do anything under the sun but get away with it because they are men. And... <laughs> It's just, it's not even our opinion. It's just how it is. If you look at the bloody facts, it's just how it is. For example, Shane Dawson, 
a very, very successful YouTuber. Who for, I loved. Like, loved. I loved him. My All of my friends loved him. But he was so respected in the YouTube community for being different and, and his style of video had changed over the years. He had said like countless things about young girls. He had said he had called a six-year-old, um, in his words, sexy. He had said that pedophiles um, was a sexuality and it wasn't a choice and that it wasn't, you know, in his words, wasn't that bad. The whole um, it's not that bad, I think that comes from being a male because when you think about getting, you know, sexually assaulted, it happens to men but majority of it happens to women and it is so much more frightening because we have to deal with the ramifications. We get pregnant. We are called sluts. The guys who who sexually assault the person – you don't even hear about them. They they ha- they give a shitty apology and then they're fine within the yeah. next few days. Or, you know, even it just it sucks because don't even get me started on the fact that, like, most of the time, you know, they don't even get much jail time. They'll be like, oh, yeah, uh, two years. Yep. Like, <laughs> and then you can roam free and do it all again. I guess why we're so infuriated and why we get so passionate about it is because it is just – it's like a mistake that keeps happening mm. and not much has been really done about it and it feels like people are – almost saying people almost have this attitude like oh you're just an angry feminist like you just you're overreacting and like I guiltily have thought that about feminists Mm. before I've thought oh my gosh like mate like come on is it is it that bad or or, or are these things that you're talking about really that bad but when you look into it, it is. It, it just is. And people are allowed to get angry. And people I think are, people are ignorant and they say, oh, it's not it's not that bad. They just don't want to research. They just don't want to actually come to terms with, hey, it mm. is actually pretty bad. They don't want to see it because it, it makes you upset. And it's like, it's it's crazy that when a woman gets passionate about something, you know, she's called angry or sassy or bossy or annoying. But if a man gets passionate about something, he's just passionate about something. <laughs> mm. Shane Dawson um, has been finally cancelled, I believe, um, for these things. But what baffles me is that he had been saying this stuff for years and it was just being swept under the rug and no one blinked an eye. And all of a sudden, it was maybe eight or nine years later, people were like bringing up these things he had said in the past that were just so unacceptable again, racist things, like really, really racist comments. And it was just being brushed under the rug. And I guess people were finally realizing like, hey, this is actually not okay. And I, hey, I do believe people can change. I believe, I believe Shane has changed a lot. I don't think he's a racist person, personally. I think he has said racist things that, oh, like a real, a lot of people wouldn't, you know, forgive us as women online, obviously we both do YouTube, um, have we ever faced like challenges when it comes to creating because of our gender? I personally don't think I've I've come across any challenges. I, I think although there are still many things that need to change, I think a lot of things have changed and I do feel women are so much more equal in every workplace now. Still, there are a lot of things that need to change and a lot of like inequality, but I think we're at that s- stage where I personally don't think I've experienced any sexist comments except for quite a few times when I tell people I do YouTube and even women will say, oh, okay, oh, my, my daughter loves beauty stuff. My daughter watches makeup. 
and they they almost just assume that I do makeup. And I I don't I personally don't think that's a sexist thing. I just think that what they know of YouTube is mostly makeup. What they know of females on YouTube is mostly makeup. I actually don't think that's a very sexist comment. I just think, "Oh, well, that's just like a little stigma that's been created." So, personally, no, I don't think so. I just think that um there's just not enough like women that do comedy out yeah. there that get that get re- recognition. recognition. I don't think I have um, been discriminated against because of my gender in my workplace either. But um, sometimes it does kind of like shape how I make a video mm. um, or what I what I say in a video. Uh, there's been a lot of times where I, I want to make an advice video um, and I want to help like young girls like me. That's half the reason I want to do psychology and be a psychologist is because I want to help girls my age in the future and that's why I love doing advice videos but there's been mm. multiple times where I'm kind of like should I say that do I just sound too sensitive do I sound yeah. like a whiny teenage girl <laughs> and it's kind of like oh well yeah I might but I'm also my feelings are valid and yeah. I shouldn't worry about what people think so much but it is hard because you do get yeah. comments that are like you're so sensitive and you know you're just a girl I also believe like men also need a bit of feminism too I recently saw um, a video of uh, a young teenage girl and boy, like they were, I don't know, at a house party or something, and she was attempting to rip his shirt off off of him just to see his body. And he kept saying no and he wasn't touching her or anything. He just kept saying no and he kept pulling away and she proceeded to do it until his shirt was completely ripped off. In his face, he looked so defeated and like frick like I, I can't touch her I can't do anything it, I think he looked helpless and there was an uproar about it because it was like well if this was the other way around there would be a, an absolute uproar people would be like this man ripped a shirt off a woman yeah rightfully so they would be but what I I don't agree with is the fact that like apparently that's okay like men still experience like abuse and and, and sexual assault and things like that they struggle with like the toxic masculinity they also get oppressed by other men yeah like and be a man act like a man man up I I just think it's a systematic issue and like with a toxic masculinity thing some people go like well what you're saying we have to be feminine it's like no no no. we're just saying that masculinity is a really positive thing it really is but anything in an overdose is is just too much feminism in our eyes is equality for both genders so now let's talk about some people who really inspire us as women for me Adeline Morin is an amazing advocate her whole message is girls supporting girls and she's you know, made a whole image for herself around that and donates money to women organisations and just uh, just embodies um, a really supportive woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. She just has this vibe. Adeline just has this vibe that instead of when I look at her photos, I, I don't feel jealous because she is a beautiful woman, may oh, I just God, say. Like, gorgeous. Girl Crush Wednesday. But when I look at her photos, she just has this vibe that she's like, I'm feeling myself, girlfriend. Like, I'm feeling myself. I look good in this photo. But she also, she, she shows herself off in a way that it's like she's proud of who she is and she's not trying to rub it in anyone's face. She's mm. unapolog- unapologetically herself and that's what I love about her. And I think also just women in our lives, like my mum, you, Grace Coe, like you guys just inspire me to be a better woman myself. Grace Coe um, is a bit of a mentor for me. Yeah, She's someone I met back in 2015 when I did work experience at um, ABC3 Studios, which I really believe was a massive like change in my life. It was like 
for me back then, that was the biggest thing I'd ever done. And I was so proud of myself. And I looked up to her ever since. Like when she was on Studio 3, I, she was my favourite. Like I loved Grace and I really wanted to meet her. And she taught me, you know, a lot of things about TV and, you know, she taught me a lot of confidence. I look back to my 2015 videos, I was quiet, I was shy, I was not, I tried too hard to be someone else and I think I was just afraid, I don't know. But Grace has really brought me out of my shell. She's so mature and resilient. She's taught me, she's taught me maturity Mm. and resilience and I owe a lot to her. Another person who really inspires me is Lizzo. She's kind of just got that like no shits given attitude to everything. I love it. Like she she cares, but in the right way. Like she doesn't let what people think of her damage her or alter what she does like and it she doesn't cops shape so her. much oh, shit way too much shit oh, and gosh. she is just unapologetically her i just love the way that she just embodies like women empowerment love yourself love your body i feel like she just always has that persona of damn i look good i just want to be friends with her mm. <laughs> i feel like she'd make me feel so good about myself i also have been really obsessed with um eliza schlesinger she is a comedian, a stand-up comedian, and she is so funny. I was in stitches watching, like, her Netflix specials. What I am so inspired by is her shows go for an hour. They're almost like videos, like YouTube videos that I make, but they go for an hour, and, and she doesn't get a second take to say something. That, that's what I, like, find really amazing and talented about people in, like, say, the musical theatre industry and, like, stand-up comedians. They get one shot, and they got to nail it. She just does it so well. I, I don't know how she remembers everything, and, like, I, I swear... Whereas I lose, you just have to take five takes Oh, my God, line. I lose it's track so of what I'm saying. Like, you know, people give me something to say, and I'll be like, okay, what was it again? It's a talent and she makes me want to be funnier. (laughs) So we just mentioned a bunch of women that we look up to, but we're also aware that sometimes, you know, the young women who are watching our videos look up to us. and Which is so weird. So weird. And we forget a lot of time. And I feel like... Sometimes I do things or I say stuff and I'm like, hmm, should I, should I not be saying that? Should I be saying that different? Yeah. I, I'd say I don't really feel a pressure to be a certain way, but over the years as I've changed, I, I feel like, um, you know, a lot of people have given me crap for changing, just being a human and a human being and changing. And growing up. And growing up. So I guess there is a bit of a pressure that I feel to be the same person constantly or, or a mould of of like what people want me to be. Like I feel like people um, online kind of want creators to stay in a box because they're comfortable with it. They're like, no, we, we like you this way, stay this way. Mm. And it's kind of like with Harry Styles, like he he completely changed his whole look, his, his music like completely changed but also stayed the same person. Like he's still Harry. Like if you watch interviews and stuff, he's the same person. He's just changed a few things just like everyone does. So I guess there is a bit of a pressure to like remain the same or say I I started swearing a little bit in my videos and people, a lot of people had a lot to say about that, that I wasn't a good role model and that, you know, my kids can't watch your videos anymore, which upset me a little bit because I was like, oh, I don't want to let them down, but I also just want to be myself. You know, I'm not perfect, I swear, but also... To me, a little bit of swearing is very Aussie culture and I, I find it funny and I want to put out things that I, I like and I enjoy watching. Mm. So I guess there is a bit of a pressure there. Yeah, I think that for me it comes with like makeup and appearance and especially when TikTok started, I was like, it's based on looks because as soon as you swipe, 
if I feel like if you're not pretty, you're not going to get views. Mm. So every time I made a TikTok, I'd make sure I'd had makeup on. Obviously, that's changed now. I really couldn't care less. Especially when I started YouTube and when I started TikTok, I was like, I have to put on makeup for every video. I have to make mm. sure I'm presentable. And then I started vlogging morning routines and vlogs from when I just woke up out of bed. So yeah. I, I started to not care. But at the start, yeah, there was a pressure of like, oh, I'm a girl. I have to look pretty. I have to look presentable. Oh, all the but time. also I feel like TikTok, if anything, is almost like the lazy version of YouTube. I feel like I could make a TikTok when I've just woken up and no one will care. I don't really get comments on my appearance, even if I look like a piece of shit. Like, no one really comments on mm. it. I think that it's not a platform where people are really trying to, like, show off their looks. I think Instagram mm. is a place Oh, for, yeah, Instagram for, is so toxic. I'd say, I'd say Instagram is a place where um, people love to show their highlights of themselves, their, their best selves, whereas TikTok is seriously like, <laughs> like, you almost show your, your guilty pleasures there. You... you you feel like you can relate to strangers with like the weirdest things. I, that's how I feel about TikTok. Maybe you yeah. feel a bit different. To be honest, Lily, sometimes I get surprised that I don't get comments on my appearance. I don't really think I get comments on it. I think it's just something like that I think subconsciously about. And with that, we're going to jump into some fanfare questions now. We have a recorded question coming in from Gemma. Hi, Georgia and Lily. My name's Gemma. I'm a 16-year-old from Perth. My question for you is how do you talk to people when you're nervous? I get really nervous when I just talk to people. Nerves are a natural thing and it kind of just means you care. So you obviously care about the conversation and you care about um, that person. Um, Maybe your crush, maybe a superstar Billie Eilish. Whoever you're talking to, it obviously means you care about that conversation. I just think that be yourself and just like... If they're not going to like how you speak or your conversation, then that's on them. (laughs) Be yourself and have a nice conversation with a new person. I guess in a way, if you're nervous, say around your friends or something, I'd I'd think I'd question like, are these friends I want to continue to be with if they do make me a little bit nervous Mm. to speak my mind? I definitely felt like that in a certain group of friends at school for a long time and I just realised, oh, maybe we just maybe we just don't click and I just yeah. kind of moved friend groups or, or tried to hang out with other people for a while. I think also confidence comes with age. I, I watched a video of myself, my little 14-year-old self, speaking in front of my school and I was so quiet. Um, I had hardly anything to say. I was so nervous and I just thought, man, if that was me today... I'm just talking like this. It, it comes with age yeah. and it comes, and it comes with time. comes with experience as well because yeah. obviously you've been in front of a camera for a while. You're not going to be 15 your whole life. So we've talked a lot about like the hardships of being a woman. But at the end of the day, I do love being a woman and I would not change um, to the other gender, although I would really like to know what, what it would feel like to have um, – one of those for a day. Yeah. I just really want to know. I want to no, know. I do too. Like, I thought of this. I'm like, what does it feel mm. like? Just it's just like there. Does it, does it's it like feel like legs? Does it feel like a loose limb just yeah, dangling just, there? Okay. Or, anyway, anyway, let's wrap uh, that up. Uh, uh, so, anyway. <laughs> what is your favorite part of being a woman, Georgia? Definitely not the recurrent UTIs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about being a woman, I've got to say, is just like being sensitive I have empathy and I have emotions and I can show it to other people I've I've had people in my life men in my life who just can't show emotion and mm. usually don't end up being friends with them for very long um, because they can't show emotion and, and that's not hard. even their fault it's no. just kind of something that's been pushed onto them and that's like you know that's all right but I, lo- I love being a girl I yeah. like yeah I also like getting dressed up and just film myself next question is what is the best and worst thing about having a sister 
I think the best thing are just like those late night delusional chats that you have. Um, like last night, me and Georgia were just laying in bed laughing hysterically about <laughs> it being in a yoga position. We had our leg up. <laughs> um, in the, we had our leg up. We had our leg up, propped up by our other leg, and um, it was twelve it, o'clock. For some at night. reason, that was just the most hilarious so thing. And yeah, I, I do like that. I like yeah. our little inside jokes. I like the things we laugh about that no one else would find funny. Yeah. And um, I think that's the best thing about having a What's sister. What's the worst thing? Well, you know, you steal my clothes. You steal mine more. Exactly. We steal each other's clothes and we get angry about it. That we bicker. Oh, we bicker so much. <laughs> we bicker in podcasts and they have to cut out so much of us just being like, Georgia, Lily, shut up. Shut up. My sister's pretty good, so don't have much to complain about. Oh, my sister's pretty good too. Oh, and on that note the end of the episode thank you so much for tuning in to g thanks a spotify original podcast mm. if you want to send in any recorded questions you can send it to g thanks at this is and, and you may be on the podcast and if you've listened this far comment on my instagram pineapple all right <laughs> bye. see you next wednesday bye <laughs>